This is In the Know for Friday, July 8th, the 189th day of 2022. There are 176 days left in the year. Good morning, MD. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on uh, Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We'll get you ready for tomorrow's East Main Market, and we will also give you a chance to win. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Okay, it's Friday, but I'm trying to do too many things at once. Oh, I see. So you're trying to multitask, yeah. and so mm-hmm. you feel a little bit scattered. Yeah. All right, so I read uh, 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 an interesting query. When asked what people be would be willing to do for a lifetime supply of ice cream, some people said they'd shave their eyebrows, give up their cell phones, their favorite streaming service, social media, or coffee for life. They'd travel over 5,000 miles. They'd kiss a frog, or they would do anything legal. Now, you are unimpressed at no, that. No, I mean. Let me rephrase the question. What would you do for a lifetime supply of peanut butter? Out of, out of that list? Yes. Um, uh, I would probably have to hear it again, but just the one that, that comes to mind, which I know it sounds gross, is probably kiss a frog. Okay. Do you have, I wonder, do you have to shave your eyebrows and leave them shaved or is that kind of a one time thing? I'm at the point that if I shave my eyebrows, <laughs> I may never have them again. Oh, let's see. Yeah, that's good. Gotta but be- if you grew up in my era, you did a lot of pleasing <laughs> and they're not coming back. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Honk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Helsinki. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing well. Been spending some time in the Finland Bureau. Not that I, I was aware of. You know, I've been covering... Helsinki, what's, Finland. What's what's in Helsinki? It's the World th- uh, Phone Throwing Championships. Oh. The Mobile Phone Throwing World Championships held every August. So I assumed you were getting your coverage ready. I, I thought we sent Dennis. A recent winner said he prepared for the event by mainly drinking. Oh. Is what uh, is what he said. How f- how far do you think you could throw a mobile phone? What phone what kind of mobile phone are we throwing i'd say they have different categories they probably Uh got the flip category Uh they got different disciplines just like the regular olympics you got to have all different nokia bricks you can throw that one probably pretty far sure (laughs) can you use a catapult does it Uh just have to be does it have to be like a shot put style this is why i want you to cover this sam flip phone have to be open so are you paying for a flight that's what i'm wondering i think you can cover remotely i think you can you can attend via zoom i Uh, i don't know but i think but i'm naming you you chief of of the of the Helsinki Bureau as of this morning. Good good to know. <laughs> okay, and I'll change my answer over here. Okay. Um I'll be willing to travel over five thousand miles. By car? Oh. Never mind. I'm sticking with the frog. <laughs> by air for a lifetime supply of peanut butter, you'd travel well, by I, air. And that's not like miles. it's yeah. that hard. Yeah. No, I know, it's right? Still a, it's well, still, I, I didn't hear that one in there. It's quite a, it's quite a flight. But if it's a drive, now I'm going back to the frog. All right. Fair enough. We're, you're on the record for that. Okay. Uh, we'll see some strong to severe storms possible throughout the afternoon and evening. 
Uh, I think it could be raining even into the overnight hours. We could see some strong winds. We could see some heavy rain. We could see some hail. And those are a possibility. There'll be a soggy start to your Saturday. But then it'll be pleasant and sunny on Sunday. Get a little bit of a break from the heat. I'm not quite sure about the humidity yet. But after a day today where there's a 70% chance of rain and a high of uh, 90, we'll see thunderstorms, a low of 72 tonight, some early morning thunderstorms for tomorrow, high of 84 for your Saturday, looking pretty good. And then Sunday, 88, then back into the 90s Monday and Tuesday, then uh, into the 80s for Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So uh, we did get, in some areas yesterday, we got, instead of that 10-minute shower and then it's gone, we did get a shower that lasted more like a half hour or an hour in portions of the county yesterday. They kind of moved through, and they were more like rain showers more than uh, thunderstorms. So that might have helped matters just a little bit. But more than half of Kentucky is now in a moderate drought category, despite welcome rain in parts of the state over the past week. The weekly U.S. Drought Monitor report Issued yesterday shows more than half of Kentucky is now in the moderate drought category. 55% of Kentucky is considered in moderate drought, up from 31% last week. As a result, uh, the part of the state considered abnormally dry, which is one step below a drought situation, has dropped from 48% to uh, 25%. The moderate drought area is the largest since December of 2016. When in December 2016, we had 63% of Kentucky considered in a moderate drought what category. Month was that? December. Weird, weird to consider December uh-huh. in, having a, in having a drought, but it must have been a very dry fall. So uh, maybe we'll get some, you know, I don't, we keep looking as we, as we can see off into the distance, we keep looking for a period where there might be a day of rain. You know, it's just like, well, it's going to mm-hmm. rain all day, uh, but that doesn't, that doesn't seem to be producing itself on the long-range forecast, so we're having to rely upon these quick showers, at least for the coming days. I was seeing, woke up this morning to the news about the former Japanese prime minister being uh, assassinated at a, a campaign speech. He, uh, Abe? Shinzo Abe. Shinzo yeah. Abe mm-hmm. uh, had been the longest-serving prime minister of Japan until 2020. He's still very politically involved and... Uh, Still carried a lot of favor and support. He was, I guess, he was running for the office again because what he was he what he was at was called a campaign stop, but it was out in the middle of this intersection. Like he was standing on a piece of guardrail, and there was the security was lax around him, and he was just making this speech. And a guy walks up with a homemade gun behind him. It was like two homemade guns taped together, strapped together, uh, shot him, and uh, pretty much was dead on the scene. They uh, they flew him to a hospital, but he wasn't breathing and his heart had stopped. So it was really tragic to hear that happening uh, in, in Japan uh, in the last uh, 24 hours or so. Also continuing to see the uh, Boris Johnson fallout in Great Britain yesterday. Of course, people not happy that he said he's staying in the office until they find his successor. They just, you know, wanted him removed. But I, I saw a headline this morning that maybe up to fifty-six people have resigned from the British government uh, in kind of in protest of of his leadership. So that's interesting. I, as a as an aside, around ten Downing Street, I think it was actor Hugh Grant who is British. He had tweeted. 
and tried to get the attention of the protesters who are gathered around 10 Downing Street that they want they have these portable sound systems that they're using to make noise and protest. He he challenged them all to play the Benny Hill theme song <laughs> as part of their protest. So you see these journalists for the BBC who are standing out front of 10 Downing Street trying to file mm. these reports about, you know, the parliament and the government and you got playing in the background and it just strikes me as I'm sorry, it's humorous. It's just it's humorous just, for you as a far, but if you were the journalist standing there trying to do the report. Exactly right. Yeah. Just I'd like when like, you what, know you're doing I don't know though. He would probably even get a kick out of it then. At first. Just at first and then it would I mean cuz speaking with someone that goes to places that PA systems like to play very loud. It's funny at first, and then it gets really old really quick. Yeah. Like, you're just trying to do your protest, uh-huh. and I'm just trying to do uh-huh. my job. And uh-huh. so I guess I'll be finding another place to do my to do my, my stand-up uh, report. Uh, yesterday in uh, Grayson County, unfortunately, when you have uh, news reports of situations in Uvalde, Texas, and countless other, 27 uh, this year, school shootings, there were, I think, 119 between 2018 and 2022. That forces local leaders at different levels in, uh, across the landscape, including ours, to do whatever is necessary to try and train and drill for the uh, in the event that something like this were to happen locally. And so, led by the Litchfield Police Department, multiple agencies conducted an active shooter training drill yesterday at Grayson County High School, uh, in addition to the LPD, uh, Grayson County Schools employees, uh, Grayson County Sheriff's Office, EMS, fire, uh, detention center, all there together to simulate various situations because one of the first things that people will tell you is these scenes are first and foremost chaotic because when the unknown happens and... Uh, Tensions get high, emotions get high, the unknown occurs, it's a chaotic scene. So trying to prepare your first responders, your people who run into buildings instead of running out of buildings, giving them a sense of what to expect or what to look for, even, even uh, I'll call them in this case, unfortunately they're not, they're technically lay people, but because they are school employees in the 21st century, they end up being frontline people and they end up being first responders because they just happen to be in the location where unfortunately where these things are targeted. So giving everyone in the situation a better understanding like, okay, I've, I've drilled this before to trust your training, hopefully would put them in a better position of preparedness <laughs> and be able to make a difference should a situation like that ever occur. So, Yeah. I just hate that it even has to be a thing that they have to. Yeah, that's right. Train. You wish they never had to do any of those, uh, any of those again. But as a local, you know, as a person, I'm glad that they're considering these types of things because, um, you know, unfortunately, it uh, you never know what's going to happen in in your community. The Grayson County Fiscal Court met yesterday. Uh, they were originally scheduled to meet on Tuesday, and their meeting was delayed until yesterday. And by a vote of four to three, with uh, Judge Kevin Henderson breaking a three to three tie among the magistrates, a golf cart ordinance allowing for the provisions of 
who and when and where can and cannot use golf carts on county roads. This issue goes back to April, and it's taken the summer to modify, do some research, listen to input, and then make some last-minute changes of an ordinance that just kind of lays out the framework. Now, uh, obviously, with a 3-3 tie, many votes you see at, a, at like a county level, especially ours, that go 3-3, and then I know the judge has to make the tie, the tiebreaker vote. Jailer Woosley, after the meeting, said that since he's been jailer, which is since what about 10 years yeah, right it's a little over a decade now uh, yeah. he said that's the first one that he at least comes to mind for him right and so i and i by the way i've not studied uh, when you got six magistrates and they have six magisterial districts mm-hmm. some of them have some of them have lake constituents and some of them don't and the ones who are more likely to have lake constituents are more likely to hear on this issue. So I've not actually broken down the magisterial districts and the votes to see if that had anything to do with it. From what I've been able to concur on that, they voted no. Okay. So the lake area has voted no. Which, which is interesting. It is interesting because the last time this came up. And this um, time it came up too was primarily from the lake areas. And the, the community members that were there I think were primarily from No Lynn. A dozen to 15 years ago, the one of the last times this came before previous court, previous leadership, the, the people representing the lake communities were basically shunned away and called you lake people. And then it just kind of uh, went back and we haven't, didn't hear any more about it until, until recently. Now, you hear about multiple golf cart accidents in the course of a weekend. You say, well, see, there's an example on why you don't need golf carts on, on roads. Well, we didn't have this law before. We didn't have this ordinance before, and golf carts are still being used. So we're fooling ourselves to think that a or, an ordinance or the lack thereof is really going to dissuade people one way or another. Really what it boils down to is instead of hopping in your truck and driving down to the ramp or your dock or whatever, you're hopping in this vehicle instead, and golf carts have gotten bigger. They have gotten stronger. Golf carts used to be three-wheeled and two people and two golf bags, and now they'll haul you know, eight people and the, some of the seats face the other way, and it's just it's a changing industry. It's a changing landscape. I I do believe that what this ordinance does is that it puts pen to paper and says, here are the expectations if you're going to do this, and here is where it's allowed, and here's where it's not. I would caution you to hear that the fiscal court approved a golf cart ordinance, and you just toss the keys to your kids and go, well, here you go. Golf carts are legal. There is way more to it than that. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you go to K105.com. And you read what is considered, what isn't considered, who is a resident, who is not a resident, what homeowners associations can do, what homeowners associations can't do, uh, what you're required to do. Like they're treated kind of like cars, except you don't have to have them registered for road use. I would I would familiarize myself on all of this before I go charging off going, well, this is legal now. Each street has to be approved. That's right. By a committee. That's right. By the way. You can't also, if you're going from a 35-mile-an-hour road to a 35-mile-an-hour road, but a 55-mile-an-hour road has to be crossed from one to the other, that technically is not allowed by the ordinance. 
So you find a lot of people say, well, I'm just jumping across the road from mm-hmm. 135 to another. And so it's just not as simple as you might. You're not going to be seeing any golf carts on 259, I guess, is the best. Well, at least you shouldn't. Well, you this sh- ordinance <laughs> does not say that you should be having <laughs> that's exa- that's golf carts on 259. That's exactly right. And, by the way, this ordinance is emulating... Um, I wouldn't say it's an exact carbon copy of others, but I will say that it's foundational composition is that being used by other communities. It's actually Boone County was the one that they, that they really worked on. Was it similar to, uh, what the city of Litchfield had recently done, but then modified slightly. The county's different than the city and has different nuance. And so it, uh, but to give you an idea, they didn't just start with a blank page and go, huh? wonder what we should do here. They used something that was a working document other places and then tried to improve upon it where they could. A statement by uh, Kentucky State Police say a trooper shot and killed a man firing at police in Martin County late on Monday. One of the reasons this is important is because uh, it was on the heels of that uh, deadly law enforcement uh, shooting in Floyd County last week. Initially, Martin County Sheriff John Kirk identified one of his deputies as the law enforcement officer who fatally shot the uh, yet ident- unidentified suspect. But upon further investigation, they found out that the state police critical incident team uh, is investigating a trooper-involved shooting that occurred on the morning. And so there's still not all the details on that yet. But the reason that it's important is that after a week... After a week where I know for a fact law enforcement officers from across the state converged in Prestonsburg and Floyd County to properly send off those who gave their lives in the line of duty, tensions and alert. And now in the wake of that, in one of the deadliest law enforcement involved uh, death situations in our state's history, one of the biggest in the country in several years, the the alert level just goes to in, it goes to higher levels than before when you've got law enforcement officers who are going out and doing their doing their duty. Obviously you've got people who are willing to shoot at law enforcement officers for no particular reason. And that that obviously makes you more concerned when you put on your gear and go out there and police like uh, the community expects you to do. So not surprised to hear of another shooting. Um, a western Kentucky town has issued a boil water advisory amid a water shortage. So Martin County, which we were just talking about, has historically been the area that has had big water trouble. And now on the opposite end of the state, you've been hearing about the city of Marion for the last Several weeks, and now a statement from the city of Marion said residents should use bottled water for cooking and drinking if possible, or should boil tap water before using it. Both the uh, temperatures and reduced water flow through pipelines have contributed to the difficulty in maintaining safe chlorine levels. The water shortage in Crittenden County town uh, stems from having to drain Lake George, the primary reservoir from the town's residents and businesses, because of a levee failure. The governor said... This was a controlled, the governor said that this was a controlled uh, deconstruction of the dam of Lake George. And had they not acted when they did, it would have drained Lake George. It would have taken out two bridges and it would have drained their backup reservoir. 
And so they really had no choice rather than to do it. And that's why he declared a state of emergency and the National Guard is ferrying bottled water into the area. So he said it's one of the worst situations Kentucky's ever faced from this situation. There was a picture. I'm not sure if it was the governor's office that posted it or or what of a – it looked like an oil tanker truck, like like Mm. you see at gas stations uh, bringing in water. It was just really – you know, you really never – you know – it's just crazy to see that for a city. This would have been a good week to just stand and, like, if they'll just spray that up mm-hmm. in the air and just, mm-hmm. and then put a slip and slide nearby oh. and just have some have, have some fun uh, doing that with water everywhere. And then the Barbasol Championship. I didn't even know the Barbasol Championship uh, is uh, is going on, but uh, the Barbasol Championship is going on in Nicholasville. Adam Svensson had two eagles and a ten under uh, sixty two. Uh, to take a two-stroke lead yesterday at the PGA Tours Barbasol Championship. So there you, uh, there you go. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is Be a Kid Again Day. It is Ice Cream Sunday Day today. It seemed like Ice Cream Sunday should always be a day. Should always be on a Sunday. It's going to be hot. Too hard to keep be up good. With. I'm not be in charge good. of that, so I can't say. It's World Kebab Day, so a kebab to your heart's desire. Tomorrow is Sugar Cookie Day. Tomorrow, Sam. Tomorrow's No Bra Day, Sam. So don't make oh. sure you don't wear a bra tomorrow. Good Sunday no. is Don't Step on a Bee Day. Don't I, step on a bee on Sunday either. What I celebrate that day every day. You do. So <laughs> Sunday is Teddy Bears Picnic Day. And it's also Pick Blueberries Day and Barn Day on Sunday. So just uh, celebrate accordingly. Tomorrow, I actually put the teddy bear picnic on my calendar. You did? So, yeah, depending on the weather, we may dig a teddy bear or two out. Can on Sunday? Sunday, mm-hmm. So my question is... a little is, warm, but no, no rain. Well, better than today. Mm-hmm. Uh, my guess, my question would be is, is it teddy bear specific? Like, we we've got... Well, 400 stuffed animals. I think it is because even on the library thing that uh, the calendar that got sent home, or well, that I picked up, um, I think it is teddy bear specific. But you know, at our house, it will turn into stuffy specific. Sure, because mm-hmm. we anything have, that is stuffed. We have mm-hmm. a few teddy bears, but we have a lot of. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And you got any of the really, really big ones? Oh yeah, we have a rabbit that is almost as well. Yeah, we got the varying sizes. My, my little brother, one year at Kentucky Kingdom, won a, or it might have been at Kings Island, won a Scooby-Doo that was <laughs> wow. probably taller than you. Wow. And my uncle, who is probably about 6'6", six, six, had to carry the Scooby-Doo on his shoulders. So he was walking <laughs> through, so it's he's about 6'6", six, six, walking with a... You know, f- That's five funny. and a half foot tall Scooby Doo. <laughs> well, so it was easy to pick him out in the crowd, yeah, because you could see just Didn't this massive Scooby Doo. I don't know what happened to Scooby. I think he went to go live at a farm upstate. <laughs> That's right, Raggy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tomorrow is East Main Market Day. Uh, you may see someone walking around with a Scooby Doo on their shoulders. Um, it will be because they brought the Scooby Doo. My presumption would be, but a day full of activity on East Main here in uh, Litchfield. There will be. If you will imagine two different halves, you'll be able to spend the day there. Got vendors and jump houses and uh, food, and and then there's uh, first round of entertainment. You've got uh, Aiden Sebastian from noon to three, 
and then a little bit of a break, like you go mm-hmm. in and take a quick siesta, mm-hmm. shower off, get your thumping down to a minimum, <laughs> and then come back out charging because uh, Peter Moon Band will warm up between 5 and 7, have the crews in, good stuff happening there. And then, of course, uh, Stephen Miller's homecoming, Papa Bear and the Love Den, will perform between 7 and 10 tomorrow night, always a uh, fan favorite, and we'll be looking forward to all of that happening uh, going on tomorrow. So it's free admission, you know, bring your lawn chairs for, well, I mean, really, if you plan to cut a rug like you should, you know, if, if, you, if you're just going to cut a rug, you don't really don't need a lawn chair. But if you intend to sit down at all, you probably you, won't have a lawn chair. What about an old piece of cardboard that you can... Oh, without a doubt. But just now, wear your pair parachute shorts. Don't wear uh-huh. your parachute pants. It's going to be a little bit warm. Uh-huh. Uh, but when you're going to do breaking and uh, Beat Street, you'll want well, you want cardboard. I know that when we were there last month, they about the inflatables. At one son of Dennis C. Cook, Alex Cook, he was eyeing one of those inflatables. He was. He was. Okay. There was an obstacle course. And he, he was he kind of like looked at me and said, "Can I go through the obstacle course?" And I said, "I mean, uh, you're you're allowed to do whatever you want." Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't end up going <laughs> through it because he didn't have anybody to race. Oh, I see. So it was a racing kind okay. of obstacle. Okay, well, course. I have a uh-huh. feeling that'll be that problem will be solved tomorrow. Oh yeah, uh, so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> problem I wasn't, solved. I wasn't necessarily in the in the <laughs> shape to. Yeah, so it sounds. I mean, sounds fun. I uh, I am sorry that uh, I am sorry that Stefan wasn't able to be in today. Uh, last couple of, maybe he'll I don't know maybe he's coming in for next week because uh, oftentimes he's here for part of the fiddling fest part of the Twin Lakes National Fiddlers Championship so a couple of big weekends going on and uh, make sure and get out there tomorrow and see Papa Bear and the Love Den the headline is KFC and Pizza Hut are officially pulling out of Russia so similar to what we had reported McDonald's had done in previous months because of the Russian attack on Ukraine. A lot of American companies, including McDonald's and some others, were pulling up stakes from Russia. Or are they? Because here's why I am confused. Pizza Hut had already, they had already, Pizza Hut is an acquisition of Yum. Pizza Hut isn't a Yum creation, and so they treat it a little bit differently Yum, yum's bread and butter is KFC, right? I mean, that's the thing they got to protect mm-hmm. at all, at all costs. Hence the name of the arena. Hence the name of the arena. And they have, the company had already shuttered the 70 yum-owned KFC restaurants in Russia. And now they have done similar with the, uh, with the Pizza Huts as well. But here's where I'm confused. Might be similar to Russia. If you go into a community in the United States of America, you don't necessarily know. After a while, you might be able to figure it out. But when you pull into the parking lot, you don't necessarily know what's a corporate-owned store and what's a franchisee. What I don't know is when we hear this report and says, well, KFC, Pizza Hut, and McDonald's are leaving Russia. Do you just mean the own stores are leaving Russia and you mm-hmm. just arrange for franchisees? Or does this mean Ruskies don't eat Big Macs? Because until Ruskies don't eat Big Macs, they don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Right? Until Vladimir Putin, yeah. like if Vladimir Putin likes Big Macs or Quarter Pounders like Trump did, 
than not being able to get a quarter pounder or a Big Mac in Russia. He's big probably deal. more of a McNugget guy. <laughs> Maybe. So this is, where, sour sauce? this is where I'm unsure. If this is just corporate stores saying we need to hand these off to franchisees, some of you oligarchs who have been thrown out of the yacht business that have to get into the restaurant business, take these and we'll just sell you our name and our products. If it just looks the same to the consumer, what's the, what's the big right. deal, right? So I don't, this, is where, this is what I don't know don't have the answer to speaking of mcdonald's a california accountant maria carrillo she's from anaheim last week she was out picking up trash and she what she thought was just an empty mcdonald's bag just outside her office turned out to have a stolen gold medal from the 2020 tokyo olympic games amid hamburger and french fry wrappers she first thought, she said, this is so beautiful. Is it for real? She called her husband, who then immediately called the police. And turns out, so it, it said, games of the uh, 32nd Olympiad, Tokyo 2020, had the five Olympic rings. And so not only was the medal real, but it had been reported stolen a month earlier by Olympic volleyball player Jordan Poulter, who realized it had been taken from her unlocked car. Wow. First of all, why are you keeping, why are you keeping it? Why are you driving your gold? Come on, Jordan. I assume Jordan is relatively young if she's an Olympic volleyball player. Poulter? Yeah, Jordan Poulter, G, uh, J-O-R-D-Y-N, and then Poulter like Ian. So maybe this will be lesson learned. Don't don't keep your, yeah. don't keep, honey, don't keep your gold medal in your she's, car. She's my age. Just put it in your, so this is, this hopefully she'll learn from her, she'll learn from her lesson. Anyway, I just thought that was, I'm glad it was returned. Yeah, me too. And I guess you just never know what you're going to find in a bag of garbage. If it had been, if it had not been in there, she would have just thrown, it could have been, there could have been a thousand dollars in there because the weight wouldn't have changed. She'd have just thrown it on in the garbage and mm-hmm. gone on. But because of the weight, right. I think what, she was like, why is pay, this McDonald's yeah. bag uh-huh. so heavy? Why, what kind of thief too, I mean... Right. Were you going to look at it as you ate your meal from, well, like, so you stole the medal. Let me, let me cruise through McDonald's, get something to eat, and then I'm going to go home. How do you lose it in between? And then, I mean, he, I'm going with stoned, right? Stole something, needed something to eat, Probably. lost the bag. Hard to fence a medal. Yeah, I mean. Maybe. There are people that will buy those things. I... I, it'd be cool to have. I mean, I'm curious to know who. Well, you can those Olympians. Technically, I think the Olympians they remain the property of the U.S. Olympic Committee or the Olymp the IOC, and that if you ever don't want them, I think you're supposed to return them. But people unfortunately have to to sell World Series rings, Super Bowl rings. They have to sell those all the time. So it's unfortunate that that happens. So I don't think it was anything you know like that, but. Uh, California is stuck with a billion pounds of almonds. I'll take some. Yeah. Um, right. Well, t- I forgot They're to mention expensive. today is today is actually chocolate with almonds day. And California has a billion pounds of almonds. So everybody's familiar supply chain stuff. All right. Oh, supply line and this and that and disruption. Well, because of upstream like businesses that buy almonds that put them in their products because of their disruption in manufacturing, 
it created a backlog to where now California is sitting on a billion pounds of almonds that they couldn't sell to consumers indirectly through going into candy bars and things like that. And so they're just sitting here with them. I also saw a story yesterday on CBS that was talking about retailers that are now taking delivery of all the stuff that was stuck off the coast of California in those container ships for months. Mm -hmm. They don't know what to do with them because you got too many goods in too few place in too many places luring too few people with too few dollars. Mm-hmm. And so the, you're finding some deep, deep discounts on things that are showing up. A lot of your bargain stores that buy the stuff that your major retailers can't sell, they're just shipping them directly to Bargain Hut. You know, they've not even been taken out of the shrink wrap or yes. anything. And so if you are out there right now, you can find some really good deals. Have, yeah. have you told Misty about this? I, I was watching the story and I thought, well, I haven't talked to her in a week or so. I know where she is. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's swimming out to the boat right now. <laughs> she she is in the pallet liquidation business. Is my uh, is my guess? But yeah, they say right after Labor Day is going to be ships now. A, a huge deep discount on uh, commercial goods. That uh, maybe are, we'll get some of that on right Prime there. Day. I know that's coming up. And then this made me laugh. An Italian man has amassed a collection of twelve thousand four hundred two different Pepsi cans. His name is Christian Cavalletti. He originally earned the Guinness World Record for the largest collection of Pepsi cans in March 2004 when his collection was tallied at 4,391 pieces. He has now officially broken his own record with a total of 12,402 cans. He has collected all the various cans that Pepsi That's does cool. in all the so Super Bowl cans, mm-hmm. Stanley Cup cans, they, you know, the different uh so the different canners around they'll do in nashville they do titans cans and cincinnati they do Bengals cans and so he's collected twelve thousand four hundred and two of them which made me wonder how high of a pyramid that he could stack those cans in because in 1978 i had a pretty good collection of cans going along <laughs> well i mean and you look even too like you can see the one in the top left hand corner of this there's a the small can uh-huh so I found from so when I was I guess seven. Oh, I see. I recognize a guy on there. Eight years yeah. old. I had uh, a show and tell day today. I had a an entire pyramid in my room of these RC cans. Uh huh. And I was so uh, RC Cola that summer. They had done a deal with Major League Baseball, and they had put baseball players on their on their cans. And so I've got one here in the studio that's got Pete Rose um, on it. I have, uh, I still have a Reggie Jackson, and I have a George Brett in, okay. in my in my collection. My but dad's I, got a pretty extensive collection of cans okay. now. Well, I used to have probably oh two to three hundred of these stacked mm-hmm. up in a pyramid in my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which. They, they, Which they knock over one day? No, no, it was not. It was not a or knocking over that became the issue. The the issue came. I learned a lesson. Jordan Poulter has learned a lesson about her gold medal. I learned a lesson that when your mom tells you to wash the cans out before you uh, store them in your room, you should probably follow it. her. You should probably listen to her advice because got a little smelly. No, it was uh, it was ants. the ants and I. The oh, ants yeah. were about to pack me away. There were so many ants blazing a trail. To the soda cans that still had enough soda syrup in the bottom of them to be. So, what happened to all the cans? 
in the garbage. Until my sister Martha, she bought me my collection of three um, a decade or so ago. So I don't have 300, but I got three, and I love them <laughs> just the same. So got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know a full bladder is about the size of a football? No, no way. No way. No. Then no, 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 one, no one has a full bladder then. Yeah. You might think you have a full bladder, but if a uh-huh. full bladder is the size of a football, you've never had a full bladder a day in your life. I mean, that's, that's a baby. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's a that's I, a child. Almost. That's what I read. I was like, I don't believe that. Or or our bladders get just a little bit full, and they, they gives what's, us the sensation of the being size full. Of an, I don't even know that I could tell you what an average size bladder is, though. I don't know. It says a full bladder. I would presume it was a full average size bladder. Is uh, supposedly the size of a football. So uh, you uh, you got to test out my RC can during the break. What did you notice about it? It's it's. It, I mean, it's sturdy. It, it weighs five pounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's no, a I... five pound ten can. Uh, yeah, cans have changed a lot over the years. Here's today's water cooler question. If you've not won in the last thirty days and you're eighteen years of age or older, you qualify to win. By texting your answer to 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. Going to give you uh, tickets to see Alex Miller and Sawyer Brown September 4th at the uh, Amphitheater at Valley Park. And also give you your choice of theme park tickets if you can be the first to correctly answer this. 20% of us will do this chore at home, the rest of us elsewhere. 20% of us do this chore at home, the rest of us elsewhere. 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. Text the answer to that number. 20% of us do this chore at home, the rest of us elsewhere. The office is in the news. NBC is suing a company called the J. Kennett Media Group because... They're accusing them of being a trademark squatter because the J. Kennett Media Group owns the trademark to the name Dunder Mifflin. So when you buy Dunder Mifflin t-shirts, other merchandise, I have one. They're actually licensed, apparently, to the J. Kennett Media Group. And NBC Universal is appealing their rejection to the office, uh, to the name, because they say the J. Kinnett Media Group is a trademark squatter that has built a business based on registering trademarks belonging to others. Hey, same thing happened in the dot-com runoff. You got dot-com speculators that got names and just waited for somebody to come along that wanted them more. And if you're a successful company like NBC Universal, seems like to me, you know, you can't trademark Everything, but you have to be prepared at some point to go, we need to protect this and we need mm-hmm. to protect that. Now, what makes what makes you a trademark squatter? This J. Kinnett Media Group, if you do a search, here are some of the things they allegedly own. Tree Hill Ravens, which is the basketball team from One Tree Hill. I bet that's not nearly as successful as Dunder Mifflin. I was going to say, never heard of that. <laughs> Dylan Football, as in Dylan, Texas from Friday Night Lights, probably marginally more uh-huh. successful than, like, in our world, Sam, if you saw somebody with a Dylan Football shirt, you'd kind of know, all right, mm. Friday Night Lights. Uh-huh. You'd probably know that. Uh, Nostromo from The Ship from Alien, Super Cyan, when uh, Goku's hair turns yellow, 
in um, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's a it's a like an anime and from a different world, Hillman College. So that's more of more of my generation. So in addition to owning Dunder Mifflin. So are they a trademark squatter? Like they just yeah, a little bit. They got lucky though with Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the others are like, ah, nobody really uh-huh. cares. If you make a few dollars out of that, then no big deal. But uh, they, I'd say they made a mint off mm-hmm. of selling Dunder Mifflin stuff. Mario Lopez is teaming up with Menudo Productions to launch a talent search for a revival of the iconic boy band Menudo. I was always fascinated by Menudo. Menudo was not the first boy band by any stretch the monkeys were a boy band some would claim the beatles were a boy band but they you know they had they had certainly the longevity and the talent to make take them further than just a than boy band status but menudo what menudo preceded new kids on the block menudo preceded in sync plus they were latin plus they showed up on sesame street when they showed up on American Bandstand, you thought, wow, this Menudo is really something. They sang in Spanish. Like, what are they singing about? I must know. So the fact that they're reviving Menudo is uh, is interesting to me. Now, if you like your... But boys, if you like your boy band a little more traditional, Backstreet Boys are releasing a Christmas album. So you're saying they're back? Backstreet's back. All right. For Christmas, their new album comes out October the 14th. There will be a special version at Target, the red edition of their album with two bonus tracks that you can only get All right. at Target. Didn't if Adele do that too? If, yes, uh, that's that song that she did with Chris Stapleton. You could only get that's at, right. Uh, you could only get at Target. Devin Booker is the on the final cover athlete for NBA Two K Twenty Three. So this is right. This is good for Kentucky. Devin Booker, who played at Kentucky, and now he's the cover person for the Uh, NBA. Anthony Davis has been on there in the past couple of years. That's good. Um, All right. Let's see. And what else? Chase knew the answer is washing the car. Washing your car. Car wash. Wash the car is the correct answer. One and only answer. Congratulations to Chase. And. Saddened at the news yesterday that uh, James Caan, the iconic actor, has passed at age 82. Uh, I, James Caan, in so many good things, uh, I know some people will remember him for being the author, the bedridden author in Misery, starring Kathy Bates. Okay. When, when she gets that mallet out, ooh. Some people will remember him from Brian's song, the Brian Piccolo story. It was a good movie. Billy D. Williams, a classic role. But for me, if you can go from playing Sonny Corleone in The Godfather, like mm-hmm. that for me, that's kind of frames him on one end, and then does a great job as Walter Hobbs in Elf mm-hmm. on the other yeah, end. Yeah. Like to me, that's all you need to know about James Caan and his talent is Sonny Corleone in The Godfather. Great role. And then Walter Hobbs, who was, well, for a long time on the naughty list Mm -hmm. until he got (laughs) right with Santa and they got things squared away. Jimmy Conn goes on in at age 82. May he rest in peace. Got to get to a break. We'll come back with more here on In the Note. MB's point to ponder for today. I really thought we'd have more time to uh, focus on this, but uh, we'll have to move pretty quick. What's the one thing? Today is Be a Kid Again Day. 
What's the one thing you miss most about being a kid? Not having to pay bills. Not having oh. to pay bills. Right. That's a good one. Um, the one that popped into my mind was uh, the Schwann's man used to have the vegetable nuggets. <laughs> that I don't know why I expected you to say ice cream. Like The no. Schwann's man was always ice cream. But they don't me. make those anymore. Vegetable nuggets. Yes. <laughs> I know, but that's the very first thing that popped in my mind, and he said we didn't have time. Yeah. I would have to no, think. No, it's good. Well, I just immediately started binging through. Like, oh, but I Your mean, candle action. Yeah, I was just going to simply say I, I miss not having 300, um, 300 RC composting. cans. <laughs> yeah. Oh, composting is one. Yeah, there's uh-huh. definitely... Uh-huh. Definitely miss composting, without a doubt. Uh, tonight on television on the Food Network, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Guy is in Somerville, New Jersey. Diners, on, Drive-Ins, and Dives? Yeah. Oh, I like that show. On A&E tonight, First Blood. They'll be at the University of Florida. Uh, on HGTV, Steal This House. Um... Celebrity Family Feud on ABC. We'll also have Big Brother. This is on Sunday. Celebrity Family Feud Season 8. Big Brother on CBS will be on uh, Sunday night. We got to see the first uh, Big Brother of the season last night. Uh, Seemed like a pretty good cast. I think so. Did you have a favorite? Uh, I like Paloma quite a bit. Ah, okay. Uh, I don't know why. She seemed seemed to be... uh, total package she seems she she's okay. she's gorgeous she seems to be highly intelligent she seems to be endearing to others and i think she'll be one of those people that maybe won't okay. you know i think she'll just kind of she'll have range throughout the contest okay uh there are some others and then we watched that uh, challenge usa show yes which was like <laughs> all the reality stars thrown together it seems pretty good uh, I, I yes, I, I I don't necessarily have a favorite for Big Brother just yet. Um, I can't think of the black male's name um, that made it to HOH competition. Uh-huh. Um, I like him for Big Brother, but yeah, I'm, I liked him too. I'm really rooting for Angela on the challenge. I liked Pooch. Pooch Pooch had to navigate a very. If you're watching Big Brother, he had to navigate a very. He could have really cost himself yes. there right there on day one of Big Brother. Mm-hmm. And the way he maneuvered that, was so I thought, smart. was masterful. I thought, yes. that's well that's well done. Because he was dealt something that is like, oh, you can make a bunch of people mad doing this here on day one. And mm-hmm. he didn't. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date in 1972, the Nixon administration announced a deal to sell $750 million in grain to the Soviet Union. In 1776, Colonel John Nixon gave the first public reading of the Declaration of Independence outside the State House in Philadelphia. Former First Lady Betty Ford passed away this date in 2011. President Biden announced U.S. military operation in Afghanistan would end on August 31st. He made that announcement a year ago today. Anybody know how that turned out? Singer Steve Lawrence is 87 today. Wolfgang Puck is 73. Wolfgang Puck served us our anniversary dinner this year, and he did a fine job. Don't you agree? You uh, yeah, job. absolutely. Angelica Houston is 71 today. Actor Kevin Bacon is 64. Toby Keith is 61. Rob Burnett is 60. Rocky Carroll is 59. Michael Weatherly. So both those guys from NCIS. Rocky mm-hmm. Carroll plays uh, Director Vance. Michael Weatherly played very special agent Tony Denozo. He's 54. Sebastian Maniscalco is 49. Milo Ventimiglia, who played Jack Pearson 
on This Is Us is 45 today, and actor Jaden Smith is 24. Gone but not forgotten, John D. Rockefeller in 1839, Nelson Rockefeller in 1908, Rune Arledge in 1931. Sam, do you know the name Rune Arledge? No. Rune Arledge was a TV executive president for ABC Sports and News. And when I was a kid, I always thought, Rune Arledge must be a really important guy because mm-hmm. at the end of all the shows, His name it, would, would it would say executive producer Rune Arledge, and I think, Ooh. man, that Rune Arledge, he <laughs> must be, right, he's the executive producer. And I Rune. thought, wow. <laughs> That's not a name you hear. No, Rune Arledge. Yeah, yeah, all right, here are Chart Toppers. Brooke Benton, number one in 61, with the Bull Weevil song. Well, a Bull Weevil is an insect. Yes, yes. And um, Enterprise Alabama loves their Bull Weevils. I don't have time for a story song, Brooke Benton. I'm so I'm know, so right? sorry. Let's go to 1970. The Jackson 5, number one, with the Love You Say. Music video had seen better days. Stop the love you say would be your own. 1979. Waylon Jennings, number one, with Amanda. It's the best for 1979. Chucky's in love, Ricky Jones. Bad Girls, Donna Summer, or I Need a Ward, Ring My Bell. We've done those others uh, recently. So. Yeah. Plus, I was trying to make Sam happy by mm. throwing in a Waylon Jennings song mm. in there. Um, mm-hmm. He's been away for a couple of days, so I was trying to reward him with uh, Waylon Jennings. Cheap Trick, The Flame, number one in 88. I really would have liked to have played more than that. More of that. You were flying through it. I could have just finished with that. Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, number one, It's Your Love in uh, 1997. All right, sorry, Tim and Faith. No, it's fine. I think they'll be okay. Oh, especially when you see this going up. Kenny Chesney was number one with Summertime in 06. And Taylor Swift and Kendrick Lamar, Bad Blood, seven years ago today. Kendrick Lamar might say a wordy dirt in there, so I had to... Get rid of that. Say, you only funny. got a little bit, T-Switch. That's it. Yeah, we're so late. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. The only thing that will make you happy is being happy with who you are. The only thing that will make you happy is being happy with who you are. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.